So in the last two parts, we've been talking about the love business of aesthetics and the notion of love. But this time is different. What is relationship insecurity? So can two students in the equivalent of high school relate to this? Let's find out. So, according to WebMD, the most common relationship insecurity type is the attachment theory. Uh, the source apparently points to that the um, relation insecurities happens at an early age and are often the outcome of unsupportive guardians and or friends. This type of insecurity may affect the way the person responds to love in the future. Finding the right one not only to be with, but to feel loved, belonged and trusted by, and vice versa, of course, and to feel that your partner can indeed accept your love that you want to express. WebMD also explains that this type of insecurity is an entry to building up a certain perspective of how love and relationship should be. It becomes a dangerous habit and a model of negative self-image. So, uh, from what I can relate is that, um, yeah, I've, I wouldn't really say that I've had unsupportive guardians or friends i would rather say that it's been a trouble uh, some uh, childhood um i would say that i'm spoiled but i don't really know because i don't have like a brother <laughs> or like a sister or like a really close friend anymore that i come and visit uh i'm mostly by myself and um, it's of course dangerous I guess because now when I'm in a relationship I feel like I tend to uh, imagine too much about how the relationship should be and um, well there's have been ups and downs and uh, well it's normal for relationships but I don't think it's healthy in, lo in the long term if it continues uh, so yeah but of course, I've had like friends uh, that have been unsupportive, but it's mostly just by f fun games and stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, so. I, mean, I Well, when I read this source, I guess I interpreted the word unsupportive in two different ways. Hmm. I mean, my parents have always been academically supportive of me, you know? They've pretty much let me handle everything when it comes to my career. And so, but I would say when it comes to actually communicating with them, communicating my feelings and my emotions, then I guess they have been unsupportive. Mm. I mean, and I guess that stems from, you know, people not really knowing how to handle certain emotions. So they just tend to invalidate them, which of course can have prolonged effects. Um... And I guess that has sort of, in a way, shaped the way that I see myself and the way that I respond to love or any social interaction in general. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely the type of person to, I guess, I associate love with pain. So if the love isn't painful or if I'm not hurt by the person that I'm, you know, that I love or have strong affection for then I feel that there might be something wrong and that's come to realize a very unhealthy view of 
relationships in general, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I I totally agree. Actually, mm-hmm. and um, I I think it's um, my my parents have also been unsupportive with uh, love. I mean, they love me, of course, but they don't support the things that I love, like my relationship. Uh, they say it's just a phase in life, and uh, yeah. I mean, those things can be very damaging. I definitely know. Exactly. I mean. I've pretty much lost every friend I've ever known except one person. So I'm quite familiar with that feeling, mm. definitely. Mm. And I mean, I get comments, you know, I'm quite open about my sexuality if we're going to talk about that. And I've had a lot of people invalidated and say that, oh, it's just, so I'm asexual, right? And I've had people say to me, oh, it's just like a 12-year-old's relationship like a little boy mm. and I feel like you know in the in the moment that doesn't hurt but when you actually sit down and think about it it hurts exactly yeah like but I haven't really had unsupportive friends when it comes to relationships that I've had or such it's mostly my parents my parents because well <laughs> I think it's based on their age and their perception, like from their, uh, their when they were small, uh, like children in their childhood, uh, their parents affected them, and I I think they affected me in some way because of it. It's consequences, but um, it's I mean it's twenty twenty one. There's a lot of things that isn't really uh, good yet, but. I would say most of them are, and uh, parents that are born around 1950s, like mine are, mm-hmm. um, they are still very conservative about the uh, sexuality stuff and such. Like, uh, they aren't like beating me up because of it, but they are just saying that it's a phase and I'm on the wrong side. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, doesn't hurt me really or well it did first but i've learned to overcome it so you know yeah and i think that's a dangerous thing coming over that thing because then you start imagining things that aren't really about reality i guess also when you overcome something and you start accepting the fact that they're saying harmful things or at least in my experience, I guess, then that, like when you accept that they regularly say harmful things to you, that becomes dangerous in itself. Mm. You shouldn't accept it, but when it happens time and time again, you can't help but accept it. Yeah, exactly. You can't help but sort of, I guess, in a sense, blame yourself for the things. Mm. I mean, I blame myself for most things. Exactly. Yeah, I do. I do the same, and uh, I don't know. We've grown up in this society where we can't accept ourselves really that much. Yeah. Um, and I've really developed this self-image of myself, and my relationship or my partner <laughs> was very mad at me um, because of it. So, uh, we took a distance from each other for about some months or we were actually not together and now we are uh, and it's actually been great I've 
I've grown up since then um, and learned to love myself a little bit more. Um, and uh, but yeah, the insecurity in myself is still there. Like I can't hold my partner's hand on the streets because I'm afraid that people will look and uh, that people because it I think it's com coming from my parents I don't think it's coming from my friends because my friends are very supportive but this with my fr parents that they are mm -hmm. like oh it's just a phase and uh, you're on the wrong side it, it, it kind of makes it um, in my mind like it's wrong to hold the hands of my partner mm -hmm. on the streets because people will look but people won't look I mean they will but I, I feel like it's a negative look, but I yeah. think it's people will mostly look in a positive way. But, mm. you know, my insecurity says otherwise. And, um, yeah, I can't kiss uh, my partner <laughs> uh, when I'm, like, with my parents or outside, unless there's no people there, yeah. uh, you know. And I think it's a problem in most relationships still. You know, if we're speaking about relationships, I guess I've kind of come to resent the way that relationships are in 2021, that everything, and what I mean by that is that everything just has to go at a fast pace. Mm. No, I was, um, I hope I heard a conversation between Lynx and someone else a couple of um, weeks back, and he said that if he got into a relationship with a girl, then they would need to, you know, I guess have sex within the first two weeks and to me that was like what did he just say <laughs> because in in my opinion you know hand holding and kissing and hugging that's more intimate stuff and I like to take my time and therefore when I have these feelings that you know that everything needs to go like a slow pace but then I guess I tend to think that well, then I must not be deserving of a relationship or love in general. Very unhealthy. Yeah. And I mean, I don't... I mean, I've, all, I've almost come to kind of resent any affection or love given to me. I mean, I, I remember um, when I ended ninth grade, I got a scholarship in English. Oh, really? And, um, I mean, I've worked hard, but then, you know... The moment I held the paper in my hand, I was like, well, I could have got, I could have done it better. You know, he got a scholarship in history. What, what happened there? I could have done that as well. I should have gotten it in history. And so I, I think that every positive thing in my life have always kind of turned negative. And I, I think that stems from mostly the relationship that I've had with friends and the sort of idea that you know, I'm, yeah, the sort of idea that if I, if I'm not the best at it, then, you know, I'm no one, really. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a very hard topic. <laughs> it is, because, I mean, we're yeah. in this, you know, we're teenagers, right? We're in this weird, you know, time and place where we're figuring out these big things in our life, but... We don't really know how to, mm. but everyone expects us to figure it out, and I mean, any and I mean all the advice that I've given, at least I've been given throughout the years, they've, I mean, 
I've literally just thrown them out the window because they don't work. <laughs> like, don't care about what other people think about you. Well, it's not that easy. No. Well, we've, um... Well, I would say that 16 years and some months for me has taught me a lot about relationships. Uh, I mean, I've already lived like a little bit less than a fifth of my life if I would ever be a hundred years old. Um, but, uh, or almost a fifth of my life. I'm yeah. not 20 yet, but um, if we say I'm 18 next year, uh, then it's only two years left to be 20 and then it has no oh, that thought like... is horrifying God. <laughs> exactly um so i wouldn't say that i'm too young but i wouldn't say that i'm old enough uh, i'm old enough to be in a relationship but i wouldn't say that i'm old enough to really know like i can't explain why my parents are fighting over me Especially, I know it's about finances and housing and um, uh, traveling and expenses, you know, all that yeah. shit. But uh, the other stuff that they are fighting over, like, I have no idea. Not yet, at least. And um, I haven't moved in with my partner, so I, I haven't experienced, like, uh, a fight yet. And I hope I won't, uh, yeah. because those things are horrible. But I guess, I guess it's... Um, it's good sometimes to be fighting, not not like murdering each other, yeah. uh, but, you know, talking things and sorting it out in a calm way is, I think that's the reasonable way to have a relationship. But the way my parents and I think many other parents around the world has it is very um, not good for their children, yeah. <laughs> mentally. I mean, I think every parent should have the privilege of having a child, but not everyone is fit for it. Mm, exactly. Um, what was I going to say? What were you talking about just now? Oh, well, I've, I guess, I mean, I've lived a good amount of years. Mm. I mean, I've kind of always been the person to observe people. You know, sit in like the corner of the classroom and observe everyone and see what they're doing. And I think that damagey damages me in a sort of way because I, I notice all these small things about people like the way that their eye twitches or you know the way that their hair reflects in the sun I notice all these things and so when they eventually leave me or just do something I it really damages me because I because I remember all these small things and they kind of so whenever I see let's say black hair that shines in the sun then I'll constantly think of them and so it's as if ghosts of people are kind of following me around in life um but so when I'm actually in a relationship I feel as if the positions have been switched I'm suddenly the one being observed mm. and so now I'm intrinsically insecure about everything I also have a problem, and that's, um, that's <laughs> I'm very socially awkward, I would say. Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I want to be social. I want to be partying and stuff, but it just feels so wrong for me. It's not my personality. It's it's my personality, but it's not 
my personality too. Like I have two personalities. Like uh, yeah. yeah. Well, so I definitely agree with you there. Exactly. But like like I want to hug people, but I hate to also hug people in public. Mm. It's like that. Yeah. I I want to say hi, I want to go forth and become friends with people and take the first step sometimes and you know what um that's insecurity uh and uh in relations to other people uh it makes it a very awkward move because i well when i'm talking to people i can come off as very um uh that i'm not active i'm not like alive i'm uh, speaking robots or something yeah. sometimes and i make these weird movements to you know i want to look normal in public mm-hmm. because i don't me as a person i don't want to look like um a feminine boy or something i just want to be a normal you know kid or something just walking yeah. on the streets saying hi to people you know but it doesn't work for me i try and in my mind it goes great but for them i look like someone's gonna kill them yeah <laughs> you know well i mean mm. i guess i don't i mean i've you know those type of people who are just naturally charismatic yeah they excel at everything and they're mm. so open and they are the like the life of the room um I always wanted to be that person, yet I can't find it in my nature to be that person because like I know I know that social interactions physically drains me. Mm-hmm. I remember in the beginning of uh, when starting here hanging out with a lot of people actually and it wasn't necessarily my choice but it was a way of just you know getting to know people and I I guess I enjoyed it in the moment having I mean, so many friends. I don't really consider them my friends, but people to hang out with. But then, when you're alone, you the kind of thought just plagues you that, well, yeah, they're not gonna really be here anymore, are they? Or that I can't really sustain it. Um, you know, and I, I guess if I, I was thinking about this, um, when I woke up, is like. The way that I interact with people, it differs from language. So, for example, in English, I might come off as, I guess, a more extroverted person. But when it comes to Swedish, I'm intrinsically insecure. You know that kind of feeling where <laughs> yeah. your like your legs uh, go limp and you feel nauseous and you can't really breathe. That's me in Swedish. Yeah. When I speak Swedish, it's I feel because I know that there is like ten different people in the room who are so much better at Swedish than me. Mm. And I mean, I mean, I've Swedish is my my first or second language, and I still, you know, can't speak it fluently. So that's been a oh yeah, same. <laughs> you know, I've tried, but it doesn't work. That's why I decided to become better at English. Yeah, well, I've uh, same since like uh, sixth grade, I think. Uh, we got our first degrees. And I think I got a B in English, and I think I got almost an F in Swedish. I was like, "What? What is this?" Yeah. So, uh, that summer, 
when I ended sixth grade, I decided to join international English school. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one at Sadr. Yeah. Um, and uh, those were actually three years of fun. Uh, it wasn't really much English, but it was English interaction with the teachers and so on. And I've got good grades there as well. And so I decided to continue my English career yeah. with uh, studying international business and science and uh, business and <laughs> management. Yeah, business and management. Um, but uh, I don't know what, it, what I'm going to be in the future, but I, I'm, yeah. Well, that's off topic, but... <laughs> well, the future scares me for certain things. I've always thought that my life yeah. ends at 19. Like, when I'm 19, I'll just... Things will just stop. Mm. And so I don't see myself living a life past 19. I'm not suicidal, I promise. <laughs> it's just that, you know, it's I, yeah. I can't imagine myself living past 19. Mm. I don't yeah, know. No. Yeah, I can't imagine me living past 50. I don't know why, but... You know, I have that feeling that someone, or like, mm, I have those phobias where like yeah. I can't trust people, and yeah. that's also an insecurity because I I I trust my relationship and my partner, but not a hundred percent. I still think he's gonna kill me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, uh, it's just so hard. Like I, I like when he's cooking for me, uh. But I don't like eating it because I want to know what I I myself is eating. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I just generally <laughs> don't like eating in front of people. I that's no neither me. That's like a irrational yeah. fear of mine. Like mm. the idea that other people see me doing that is just yeah no mm. unappealing. But yeah. speaking of phobias, I I feel like I'm running out of time. I know that I'll probably live to like 50 if I'm lucky and I don't get hit by a truck tomorrow but <laughs> um, yeah. I was you know when you're kind of looking at universities it says that you should probably fight you should figure out in like your first year what you want to do and which universities you like and then second year you should take all the tests and stuff then send in your application and I'm like oh god I don't have enough time but that's the like, thing I don't know but I don't want to study at university but I feel like I need to go to university because that's where I am like comfortable being at. Exactly. I you know I don't want to work really, but I, yeah. because I I like studying. I, I don't no, like but, it, but I like the environment. Mm, but no, but like I don't like I I I love working and I, and so on. But it just seems so hard to get into the working business. Like yeah, you know you have to apply for like a hundred different jobs, and you won't get the and job, the job until you're twenty five. And you know, <laughs> I've been getting all yeah. these like job interviews, um, like CVs, reviews mm, on same. my for you page, yeah, <laughs> all same. the time. And I'm like, no, this is not the time. Yeah, exactly. I well. mean, and I think every everything really reminds me of. The future i mean i was thinking about buying a new desk the other day but then i was like well i'm gonna move out and like when i turn 18 so i won't fully get to enjoy this desk and then i'm having this crisis and yeah exactly. i think it yeah and then i'm thinking about i don't who do i spend this time with i don't really have any people i want to spend it with i don't have the privilege of that i guess mm-hmm. that's true 
Well, this has been an interesting conversation. Yeah. Uh, I think... But wait, but it says for the source that WebMD explains how this type of insecurity is an entry to building up a certain perspective of how love and relationship mm. should be like. It it does actually because I um when I was little I thought it was gonna be a lot of fighting. <laughs> Same here. Yeah, I I mean I didn't really think about it too much because I didn't want to think about it. But you know I went to my my mom forced me to go to this um counselor and we talked a lot about it and uh yeah. I mean, well. I- I think yeah. it's weird if my parents are not fighting. They fight constantly over the smallest of things. Like, if the... Like, if the... What's it? If, like, the, the, the spice packet is not in the same place in the cupboard, then they will fight mm. and stuff like that. And so, suddenly, when they are not fighting, I'm thinking that something is wrong. And I'm like, is this how a normal family works like? Exactly. And I was at Christmas and we were having, <laughs> like, a good time playing Monopoly. And I was like, they are not fighting. God, <laughs> something must be wrong. But I, yeah. Yeah. So I but I also have this fear uh, of, like, I'm in a relationship and suddenly one of us dies. I mean, if I die, I don't know, I can't do anything. But if my partner dies, oh my God. Like, I will follow to the grave. Um, but... <laughs> I don't know, should I live with the legacy of him or should I live with the legacy of me? How do you move I on from no that? Idea. That is the exactly. question. Like, but it, it kind of comes from like my family because my mom is having trouble all the time. I have no idea why, but she's coughing and she can't breathe and she can't, you know. And I'm like, oh my God, she's going to die any second. And so I've also come to that, like I have that insecurity. Or like it's not an insecurity, it's more like a phobia. I have like, um, what's it called when you think you have diseases all the time? Oh, I know um, what, I know what it means. It's, yeah, it's, I think but, Jennifer Lawrence has that. <laughs> exactly, like, but like, no, I'm not disinfecting everything because I'm afraid of germs and so on. But like the slightest thing that I have, um, I think I'm gonna die. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I've been thinking about death a lot. Not that I mm. want to commit. Not on the not that I want to die but just the thought of it yeah. you know yeah. the idea that okay let's say your mother dies of a disease mm. you must constantly be thinking what you could do different and that state of grief and denial and regret and insecurity yeah. must be draining exactly and so I've kind of been thinking about that and what my life would look like if one of my parents died so <laughs> It's a it's a it's a it's a grim thought, but you know. Of course. Yeah. I mean, basically, all of Gen Z is very much depressed or have anxiety. So. Yeah, exactly. But like I, oh yeah, that's an interesting topic actually because I was um, my insecurity has led up to like the anxiety I always have, and plus my fear of uh, having diseases all the time because the other day I was on the bus and. Um, uh well let's just say that i saw someone and i got a panic attack and also i was almost late to class because i was almost missing my bus so my heart started racing 
and um, I started panicking even more and then I thought oh my god I'm gonna have a heart attack yeah. <laughs> and then I was like okay if I die here well I die here <laughs> yeah um but I didn't want to like I didn't want to go off the bus because I was shaking so much because of my heart you know mm-hmm. and um yeah I was so I was kind of afraid and I like the relationship too I was like what if I die what am I gonna what am I Who's gonna tell him, or who's gonna like? What are you know? people, you know, the idea of like, if I were to die, what would people going to say about me? Mm, exactly. Like, what would people say at my eulogy? <laughs> exactly. Will I, will I ever be thought of? Like, you know, have I had like a big enough influence over people to make my legacy last at least fifty years in the future? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Um. I was gonna say something. I keep forgetting everything. Like it's fine. What was I gonna say? Okay, backtrack. What were we just talking about? Uh, we were talking about the bus, right? I guess I've definitely experienced some sort of anxiety mm. in the past. Has been that like crying every day? Yeah. Crying all the time, shaking. You know, dying on the inside. Um, but I guess nowadays it mostly consists of like making up these rules for myself. Okay, yeah. like, don't go into town at one o'clock because then you might see your old classmates. <laughs> exactly. That, because everyone I know they go to schools downtown, and so if I'm there at one o'clock, then I was like see them, and that's terrifying to me. Think, yeah, same, same. Like seeing people from my past that have you know that I don't want to see. Even worse if you're sitting on the same bus. Well, I oh. don't take the bus because I'm afraid of people. Oh, okay, but I do, and it's the worst feeling because my friends are my old friends are literally sitting right next to me, and I, I and as an introvert, I'm like, are they gonna say hi or are they not gonna say hi? What am I gonna do? I'm just gonna stare out the window. Yeah. My, am I just gonna have my headphones on? I don't want to look. Like I'm an idiot for them, yeah. You know, um. But then I end up looking like an idiot for them. So I mean, I'm like petrified of public transport. So anywhere where I can walk, I will right. walk. Yeah, right. Even if it takes like an hour, I will walk. I don't mm. care. Yeah, that's like. And like I relation. avoid like certain streets and neighborhoods because of it because I know that I know people who live there. Yeah, exactly, and that's in relation to friends. Like family members, is, I don't know. I don't meet many family members, so I can't say. Mm, all really. my family members, they live in Denmark, so I'm pretty oh. much good on that one. <laughs> right, right. Well, my family members, I don't know even where they live. Um, I only yeah. know like the names of three of them besides my parents. <laughs> yeah, exactly the same. Oh well. But so. You've covered everything from the yeah. WebMD source. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, yeah, well. I was watching um, you know, on YouTube. You can watch clips from series, mm. and there's this series on BBC Three or something called Normal People. It's based off a book, and there's this character called Marianne, and she's like the main female lead in the series. And then there's a guy, and they are obviously in love with each other, but because she has always connected pain to love i mean she was like growing up in like an abusive household or whatever oh yeah so when her partner isn't doing that to her 
she feels as if there's something wrong and so she leaves and it's oh yeah that's a perfect example actually because i think that in many like new relationships there's always that kind of person or actually both of persons who are grown up in a family Mm-hmm. And they develop this insecurity that if something ain't like they've been uh, used to, they've been used to it's then it's automatically automatically like oh my god am I doing something wrong exactly and that's giving me anxiety <laughs> same <laughs> yeah exactly um and you know, like, it can really keep me up at night because I'm th- again I thinking yeah. I'm gonna get a heart attack <laughs> you know, I I barely sleep ever because. Mm. Think like it's a it's a crowded it's like a loud classroom in my head every day, mm. and so I think that that you know if you're I mean, being in a relationship is is freaking hard actually. It is, my, it both economics a, and uh, it takes a lot socially. Of yeah, everything. Yeah. It takes a lot of effort, mm. and I mm. wish that if you know we had gotten like a guide and it would actually work, mm. or something like that. Well, I think it's hard to make a guide actually because it every is. piece, every person is like so different in an individual way. I wish there was a guide, but I know it probably wouldn't happen. Exactly. And if there was a guide, it would be you know there was like top ten tips on how to get the guy that you like or how to know that a guy likes you. Yeah. Like the closest thing to a guide is the you know the moon moon thingy you know scorpio and things but you know it's often not very true i would say it's kind of it's kind of blurry somewhere i mean it's yeah you kind of select what you want to hear don't you when you read like so apparently i'm the ruler of the eighth house and i'm like okay i'm the ruler of sex and death and (laughs) i'm like uh okay what is this gonna do in my relationship um Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I mean, respect for those people who are invested in, you know, astrology. Exactly. You know, you meet someone for the first time, you're like, when were you born? <laughs> yeah. On which day, time, exactly. everything. That's actually re- very true. Many people ask me that. When am I born and so on. And then they, like, go on and check our each other's capabilities. And then, like, That's yeah. a little bit bullshit because, you know. Mm. But I've learned most of it from my my friends <laughs> because they are very invested in it and um i mean i'm to a degree invested in it i guess i mm. don't even know what time i was born so i can't say but it's sure. more like it's more like a hobby like it's yeah. like reading ccp it's like your <laughs> yeah. containment protection yeah um but yeah is that all i think I, that's all yeah. we've covered pretty much you have now listened to every episode of this podcast I hope that we have all learned something and that we can apply these thoughts for the future. Thank you for participating by listening.